0: Hat, hat, normal.
1: His
0: hat. Hey. Okay, as long as you're keeping that stuff on, because yeah. i the only Tim's one. Like, oh, thing. hold
1: on, dude. Whoa, 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 back <laughs> up, <back> up. <laughs> we're
0: like, we're like totally live. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I hit the button on him without him knowing. Uh, thanks for tuning in for our Halloween episode. What's the odds that Ooh. two years in a row Halloween falls on a Tuesday? Uh, welcome to Divi Chat. Each week, some of the brightest minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise of running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 51, where we'll be discussing pricing reveal on websites, pros, cons, should you do it, should you not do it. We'll share our experience, and maybe you'll, you know, decide whether or not you should do it. Let's get chatting tonight. But before we do, let's meet these super heroes of Divi Chat ladies first starting with leslie
1: hi i'm leslie of a girl in her mac um and i don't have a costume but i have a scary shirt that i don't know if everybody can read i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um <laughs> no, you're <not>. you're <laughs> mostly mostly kidding. uh you can find me at uh dot design
0: thank you glad you're here leslie hi sarah
2: Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. I'm in Australia, and Halloween's not a really big thing here. It's getting bigger, but you know, anyway, I am the token not dressed up for Halloween person. You can find me at (laughs) (laughs) endure.com.au.
0: I am still glad you're here, Sarah, (laughs) regardless of if Halloween is big there or not. (laughs) And we have a very special guest tonight on DiviChat. We have
1: Who's filling in for Tim? Oh, my gosh. Hey,
3: everybody. Captain Divi here. I am filling in for Tim Streifler. And uh, you can find Tim Strifler online at divilife.com, timstreifler.com, and wpthepodcast.com. Me, Divi, Captain Divi, I do not have my website yet. I'm still building it in Divi. But soon you will be able to check it out at Captain (laughs) Divi. As soon as I buy that domain name,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which I'm you by now. Time we're
0: (laughs) done. All right, man. Uh, My name is Super Dave. David Blackman. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everybody. So glad to be here. You can find me at Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP, the podcast. Um, We're going to talk about whether or not we should put pricing on our websites tonight, and. You know, some people do it. Some people don't. I'm not going to tell you what I do or what we do yet. Unless you go look at our website, then you'll be able to tell. Um, but, you know, I am curious, show of hands, how many people on this panel put pricing on their websites? Well,
1: slightly. I have, I have in the past.
0: <laughs> you have in the past. Okay. Yeah. But currently. Kind of.
2: Family,
3: <laughs> this is going to be a great
2: episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you want me to explain what I do? Go ahead. I don't know. I wasn't sure, sure if you wanted more stuff. explanation. So no. I don't think I've ever put pricing on my website. However, in my frequently asked questions, I do have a statement that says, you know, like a basic website, you're going to be looking anywhere from two to 5000 I think I've got. Um, and so I've got like, and then I've said like 10 to 15,000 for, you know, more complex kind of thing. So I have guidance as to the cost. The other thing that I have done in the past, I think I've taken it off now, but on my quoting form, um, I, instead of just asking the question, do you have a budget? I had like dot points. So I said like, you know, um, I think I, at, when I was starting and my prices were really a little bit cheaper, I had like 2,000 a five-page website in brackets, um, 7,000 like a something or other. So I just kind of had guidelines and p- the reason that I did that was I got tips from some other people that said it just cuts out the people who come along who say, I've got $100, can you build me like a website? And it just cuts out those quotes. So you don't have to worry about getting those quotes because they've got a rough idea that you're not going to be in the $100 mark and you're not going to be in the $20,000 mark, but you're going to be somewhere in between. So at the moment, i just got it in my FAQs, um, which is more just if people are really wanting to look into it, then they might read that. But um, I, I think I ended up taking it off my quote page, but I should check that now.
0: Okay. Well, that's me. I think what we're yeah. going to do is this. We've got pros and cons. Do you all want to start with pros and cons after we... Talk about what we each do. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds okay. Sounds good. Tim, you sound like you were going second, so go. And Joan, let me know if you can hear me better now. Thank you for letting me know that.
3: Yeah, um, well, Tim's not here, but um, I'll I'll share. Sorry,
0: sorry, um, Captain (laughs) Dave, Captain Divy, go.
2: (laughs) So
3: on Tim's website, timsryfer he does not have. Uh, a pricing page and similar to Sarah, it's there just with ballpark pricing, but it's kind of hidden. So basically what Tim has is a um, pricing overlay that he created when he was uh, promoting his product the overlays and then uh, decided to keep it there with some ballpark pricing. So it's hidden. So a uh, potential client has to kind of look through the site and it's there if they look hard enough, but it's not like front and center you know, on a pricing page kind of thing. It's kind of, there's one little small text link that says view pricing, and then it pops open a, a Divi overlay that, that shows ballpark pricing for the same reasons that Sarah mentioned, just to kind of weed out the people that, um, you know, only have a hundred dollar budget. And so they know, um, you know, kind of what my starting rates are for, you know, the different categories um, and I actually need to update it because uh, it's not perfectly accurate at this point. But um, but yeah, I I, I feel like it's worked pretty well because I'm getting a lot less of the inquiries of, of people that just want a, yeah, a, a $50, $100 website, uh, which I do not do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could see the pros and cons to both. Um, I feel like it might, it could potentially, or actually I'm going to save that for when we talk about the pros and cons. Okay. Thank
0: you, Captain Dibby. Thank you very much.
3: You're welcome.
1: Leslie. <laughs> that was awesome. Um. Oh, I mean, sorry. Um, okay. Well, yeah, basically uh, I did a lot of the same things that Sarah had did when I first started out. Um, I kind of went into it thinking, okay, of putting myself in somebody else's shoes coming to my site, like when I go to see places or look online, I, I need to see prices. It really bugs me when I don't. Um, and so that was my thinking of when I first put them on there, but then, you know, I just kind of tested it out and like, uh, I tried a, a quote builder form. I tried this plugin that was really cool, um, but everybody just played with it. So, <laughs> like I, you know, I'd watch the heat maps and and the recordings, and people would just kind of screw around with it. It didn't really turn into leads, so I took that plugin off. Um, and then I, I also had in my FAQ like what Sarah has, just kind of guidelines. Um, so somebody who would be serious enough, you know, would most likely go through my FAQs or whatever. Um, right now, I don't have pricing on my on my site only because um, I'm kind of not taking new clients right now but I would probably put it back in my FAQ when I do start taking clients again. Um, I did also try the pricing modules I did packages uh, starting at you know where you don't put exact prices but you put you know what you get I tried that So yeah I've, I've messed around with several several ways of doing it before.
0: Awesome, well I guess that leaves Super Dave to share <laughs> his experience. <laughs> uh- we currently do not have pricing on our website um i guess me like most others have had it in the past um and my logic was the same as well to kind of weed out you know potential tire kickers as i call them you know cuz you can spend a lot of time wasted you know time is money and when you're wasting time talking to not serious buyers it 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 can you know at the end of the year if you add up all of it it can can be kind of um, yeah.
1: Those are billable hours. <laughs> those are billable hours,
0: yeah. So a lot of clients don't know what goes into writing proposals and stuff for projects, and I have thought in the past, should we even charge for that? Because it can, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to put those together and stuff. So um, we don't currently have it on our site. I don't foresee us ever putting it back on our site, um, and. You know, I'll go with pros and cons whenever we go with the pros and cons list and maybe dive a little bit deeper as to why we don't do it and I don't foresee us doing it um, in the future. So where do we want to start? Pros, cons? List all pros, list all cons or go pros? Let's do pros. Mm.
3: Yeah, well, I think it's safe to say we already established that a pro is to weed out potential tire kickers. Um, Dang and, Tim, you took mine, Captain Digby, you took mine. <laughs> I, know, I know. Um, so I would say another pro is, um, in addition to weeding out people that aren't as serious or don't have a budget, a pro would be to, uh, basically give people an idea up front so that they don't have sticker shock when they receive your proposal. And they're like, Oh, wow. You know, that's way yeah. more than I thought. Um, and so it kind of gets them, you know, thinking, okay, this is a, a serious investment. Because some people just don't know they have no idea how much a website
1: costs yeah that's true
0: i'm sorry captain Divya. i didn't wasn't paying attention could you repeat all of that please <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait wait you really want me to repeat or are you just joking no i'm, I'm just kidding okay i can
2: <laughs> so this isn't technically a pro but in line with that one way that people get around doing that if they don't want to actually have the pricing's flat out there, what they'll do is have like a blog post and the blog post will be something like how much does a website cost? And so then instead of having to have like the price really upfront and clear, what they do is they have like a blog post that basically says, well, how much does a website cost? And then they can go into real detail of like, you know, for a really basic one-page website, this is the amount of time it's going to be invested into it and therefore, you know, it's going to cost you roughly this price. And even then, still not having firm prices but being able to just have ranges. I think the most successful people who do pricing on their website have a range, not just a firm price. I know there are usually cheaper companies that have like packages um, but I would say most people do ranges rather than... Rather than um, firm pricing. But just to go alongside what Tim was saying there. Yeah.
3: You mean
1: Captain Divi.
3: Sorry, Captain Divi.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm struggling
1: here. Captain is way smarter than Tim. Oh totally. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> well
3: Captain Divi hasn't even purchased a domain yet, so I'm just I'm just sharing some of uh, Tim's knowledge that he's shared with me. He's kinda of passing it along.
0: <laughs> Leslie, pro.
1: Um, I mean, I guess another pro would just be, uh, I mean, just being transparent. I don't know that that's, I don't know if that's really a pro, but, um, I don't know. Like I said, the first first reason I did it was because I, I put myself in their shoes, and you know, nobody wants to go through ten sites and never see a fucking price by then, you know. Um, and like Tim said, people don't really don't know what what they cost, so I think it's good to kind of give an idea. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Pros are harder to come up with, actually. <laughs> I
2: I've got another pro. Yeah. Go ahead. Go um, ahead so another pro, which is not my style, but um, some people who have, like, cheaper packages but their goal is to be making money through maintenance, like some people will upfront say, I will install a child theme, I will like, you know, basically put together your logo and your basic content in there, and I'll do it for this price. And then you'll be on a monthly retainer for this much money. Um, I think that can be quite successful for the people who aren't necessarily doing custom builds, which I guess we'll get into the cons in a second with custom builds. But if you are just doing set installing child themes, getting it all on hosting, setting up security, and then putting them on a maintenance plan, then you can be fairly consistent in how much time that's going to take, and then I think that can be quite successful for some people. I don't know if Shannon has her prices, but I know her goal is more around building a website using templated bits and pieces, and then they make the money through the maintenance ongoing. So I'm not sure if they have it up there, but um, I think there's other people who are installing child themes and they can very yeah. clearly just put a price I'll install the child theme for 150 bucks or 200 bucks or whatever and then you're off on your way or you can join my maintenance for 100 bucks a month or something and then they make their money that way well and then you make a good
1: point because it it may not be all about just custom builds it could like when I had my yeah. um CSS hourly service you know I I need to put my hourly you know what what they're gonna pay because they're gonna buy it right then through my like a product um, Yeah. so yeah it depends on what micro micro career you have, you know, in the web design space, um, to, you know, if it's more appropriate for you.
3: Yeah. Um, I want to kind of go ahead. Captain Divi. Sorry. Is it okay if we start over? I didn't have my mic set up. correctly. <laughs> so let's,
2: just,
3: let's just start over from the end. Yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, um, to chat. Welcome to Divi.
2: I don't understand go. what all this chatter is Me about. Me like I can hear you fine. <laughs> you fine.
3: Uh, well, I here think we go. The, the input Welcome setting on Hangouts.
1: Oh,
3: (laughs) Um, I had it set. Yeah, I didn't change it when I plugged in my microphone. And yeah, so Hangouts defaulted to my built in mic. Um, I wanted to elaborate on something Leslie said about transparency. And I think that's definitely a a pro. um, Because I feel like sometimes clients are afraid that you're going to charge them based on how much they're willing to pay opposed to like concrete, like, this yeah. is what I charge kind of a thing. And so if you have some sort of ballpark numbers, it gets them, you know, an idea, and then they know, oh, okay, so, so not only are they not surprised, but they know that you're not like trying to like, um, you know, quote them some astronomical price, because, you know, they mentioned that they'd be willing to spend a certain amount, or they know that you're, yeah. th- that the company's making, you know, enough money t- for you to be able to charge them, you know, a lot more. So yeah yeah
2: and a way around that could be also custom build you don't give the price on your website but then the maintenance like someone in the chat was saying it's really hard to convince people into maintenance um but if potentially that's something that you could have on your website like if your maintenance cost is the same for everybody no matter what then maybe that's something that you can be really transparent about they're not going to be shocked into it because they know right up front that Maintenance is always going to cost this much and this is what's included and this is why it costs that much because you know that's a set price. It's going to be the same for everybody. Or maybe, you know, you have one price for regular websites and one price for Woo sites or, you know, whatever. Um, That may help them be more willing to come into the maintenance plans because you can Go into more detail about what they're actually getting as a part of that. And just on that point, if you are struggling to get people into maintenance plans, um, one thing that I do, I know this is off topic, but one thing that I do is I give them uh, three or six months, depending on how big the build is, three or six months free hosting and maintenance. And that is a way of helping them experience what it's like. Um, or what I might do is I'll sign them up and I'll charge them the maintenance plan right at the beginning but they get like a discount because it's with the build. Um, So you may be able to use that to get people into it so that they experience what they're getting with it and then they realize actually it's really worth it. Sometimes people just need to know, oh, it means you're actually available and I I have someone there if I need them, but they're not willing to.
1: That's smart because by the time the next year comes around and they've had their site up and running and you've already been taking care of them, then they'll be yeah. like, oh my gosh, okay, I already, you know, that's what she's been doing. So yeah, of course I'll renew or whatever. Yeah. yeah and you can the, do reports and stuff to help. Some of the,
0: some of the things that I was thinking about benefits that may be adding prices to your site, I can see that if you're niching into something like, um, John Lilly and those guys do with websites in a day and stuff, um, John Wooten, John, Wooten, sorry, um, when you do website in a day, if you're gonna be a niche, I right. think We're if if productized. Yeah, yeah. if it's productized and I'm going to have I know that everything is template based. When you build custom websites, it's for me, it's really hard to, you know, I don't want to pigeon myself hold myself in on a price by putting it on the site, because then somebody comes and, you know, a brochure site may be different and oh well, your website says oh, it's this price, you know. So um, I can see yeah. where one of the huge benefits is productizing web builds. So there are several ways that you do that. You know, $2,500 gets you three pages, five pages, content, this, and that's it. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah.
3: And, you know, I, I completely agree with everything you just said, David. Um, and I would never advocate for, Divvy. what's that? That's super Dave, Captain Divi. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs>
1: um,
3: I would never advocate for like uh you know putting the actual price, but like ballpark prices and making it clear that you know it goes up from there, kind of a thing, based off of of needs and stuff. Um, and but on that note, I see where you're coming from because I've had that happen where I uh Sent out a proposal, and the guy said, Well, you said, or your website says it's this. How come it's more? And I said, Well, you know, I had to kind of explain that whole thing. And so um, it ended up working out. And in the end, um, but yeah, it was kind of like I had to like backpedal almost. It's like, Well, yeah, the website says that for like this. Yeah. Here's why.
1: Well, um, and that's the thing, right? When somebody goes to our site for the first time, it's their first impression. You know, it's that one chance. And if you put stuff like that on your site, that's part of that first impression. So it's going to get ingrained in their head. Like you said, Tim, sometimes that happens. I mean, sometimes if you are going to put pricing on your site, sometimes you do really have to lay out exactly. Um, so it can even look more detailed than you really even intended it to in the beginning. Um, but uh, I forgot what else I was playing. But, yeah, I agree. That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. No, and um, I, I was going to add to that. Shoot. totally. <laughs> thank thank you, boo host.
2: Bulls, yes, bulls. <laughs> you,
3: gotta, you gotta change your lower third now.
1: Honestly.
2: I was uh, busy typing in the chat just then, but another so I'm I might have uh, missed something just then. Um but um another pro could be it could stop scope creep. Um so if you do like David said, where you have like, you know, three pages plus this plus this plus this and then you have your next package which has like more in it, then that could make it really clear, like oh, you're asking for four pages. Well, you've now moved into the next package. So just letting you know. So that could be a a really good advantage where people can't just sneak little bits and pieces because you've got it upfront really clear right on the website. Um, Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I guess it could work the other way around as well. So I talked about tire kickers and time wasting and stuff like that. If you don't have prices on your site, it could work the reverse. You will get... A wide spectrum of potential clients and stuff. So, right, you know, one of the pros is is you, you know, um, well, I guess we said that, <laughs> and I'm just saying it in a different way. <laughs>
3: super Dave is smart. <laughs> I guess, super Dave, to that point, I think it would depend on how good someone is at closing. So, for yeah. Super yeah. Dave, who's a super closer, yeah. uh, <laughs> take someone that that might have been turned away by those ballpark pricing and educate yeah. them on the value of uh, not just a website, but the types of website that his company provides and, you know, turn them around yeah. to see the benefit of investing, you know, a couple thousand dollars.
1: That's totally true. Sometimes doing these kinds of tax, ta- tactics compensate for other areas of, you know, like I'm, there are things like I'm not good at sales or marketing, whatever. So, you know, everybody has to yeah. kind of know what their their strengths are. And, um, and yeah, c- certain things like this can kind of help, Uh, compensate for that
2: yeah so I guess if you wanted to do it but you didn't want to close yourself off you could have a couple packages for really simple like install a child theme or you know a couple pages or whatever and then you could have a package that's like an unlisted one and it just has for a custom site and then they can inquire about that which may then open you up to the possibility um, of both doing the cheaper ones making a little bit of cash on the side um, with really easy installs but then you've still got to open up to um, custom builds which i think is bringing us more into the downsides of putting your pricing up um, but maybe that's a workaround by still having a package but it's a package without a price yeah well, don't we talk?
3: what you described sarah is what gino has if i remember correctly Oh, nice. he has the custom and he has the pricing you know for more of those like kind of productized, you know lower budget clients and then yeah he has like ballpark prices for more custom.
2: Yeah,
0: nice. Well, why don't we switch into some of the cons then? So since we're kind of leading there, what uh, does anybody want to lead off with a con?
3: I'll just reiterate kind of what I already mentioned, uh, where I had a client and I, you know, did the call with him and sent him the proposal, and it was a little bit more than my starting rate was that showed in the ballpark pricing on my website. And so he called me out and said, Hey, how come it was more than your website said? And I had to explain it and it made, you know, it was made perfect sense. It wasn't like I just decided to charge him $500 more. You know, there was a reason behind it because of something that he needed. Yep. Um, and, you know, he was okay with that. It made sense to him and he said, okay. And he, he bought. Um, but yeah, I think that if I didn't have those pricing, then that would have conversation would have never had to happen and it would have been a little bit smoother Um, so yeah, like super Dave said, you can kind of pigeonhole yourself by putting prices out there and the the client will be like, well, you said this. And even though your website might say, oh, well, it's ballpark pricing for, for this includes this and includes this. Well, if that person's on a web person, they're not going to remember all that. All they're going to remember is that price. And that's what's yeah. they may
2: not even
1: know what those bullet points are.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And then they might come in feeling like they've got an idea in their mind of how much it's going to cost. And when you say it's going to be a thousand more than that they're just going to flip out because they're stuck on the price that they saw on your website. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I reckon um, I've got so many. (laughs) Um, I think that a downside is that basically I have not quoted for a a website exactly the same as any other website. And it's like, the reason is that every site, your website is unique and every website is looking for something different, whether they're looking for a certain amount of pages or whether they're looking for certain integration that I feel like there's no way of saying like a small business website is going to cost this much because a small business website is always going to be different to each other. And so every time I, I think it's going to potentially put you in a tricky position, like Tim said, where well, it's kind of like what I explained on the website, but it's kind of different. And then you're saying something different. So I think I think it makes you be, it's too rigid. Like nowhere, no custom build has ever ended up exactly like another custom build for me. So that's a downside, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. I keep thinking of my points and I'm sitting here and I'm struggling to put them in a pro, put them in a con, because I guess maybe my brain's wired a little bit different and stuff and um You know, it's all comes back to what your ultimate goals are for, you know, your company and stuff. So I think if I'm productizing and stuff, then I'm definitely probably going to put some pricing and stuff. Um, And if I'm not. I'm probably not. And I just lost my dang train of thought. <laughs> that, seems, that seems like the theme. That for happened
1: to me. me last episode. We're really
0: sorry, everybody that's tuning in live.
1: <laughs> it's the moon. It's the spooky. Maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe it's Halloween. Who yeah. <laughs> I had a really good one too, man. God.
2: So someone on the chat, I'll go to that and see if you get back to it. Um. I don't know what is that true Tr- universal art um, said these prices are only an estimate and not to be the assumed final quotation but the problem is like you can say that but the problem is i think people think it is like yeah. no matter how much you say this is an estimation and like i do i say a range on my website but people still somehow then think well it will definitely fit with inside that estimate um so yeah i think I don't think it has to try. I don't think it has to put it out there, give it a crack. But it, you've got to kind of realize that sometimes people don't understand that that doesn't mean that that is the actual final price, even if you say this isn't the actual final price. But that isn't to say that you shouldn't try it. Like we're not here saying our way is the best way. It sounds like we all do something similar, but that isn't to say that this is the only way. It's just Many of us have tried having prices and it hasn't gone as well as we had hoped, and we've moved away from that. Um, but give it a crack. Like, if you feel like I'd say definitely try
1: it if it's something you're kind of tossing around. Um, you know, I tried several methods of of pricing on my site. Um, yeah, I think I think it can work for some people. Yeah, Yeah.
3: I I think I really liked the solution you proposed earlier, Sarah, talking about linking to a, a blog post. Um, and I think it, it might even be more effective if it's a third-party blog post because it's more subjective. Yeah. Which um,
2: Elegant Themes has one. So if you're looking for one that you don't know which one to use, they've got a pretty good one that gives a really good overview of cost of websites.
3: Yeah. And um, I, I, I know I looked at that at one point. I don't remember what the prices were exactly. But um preferably yeah fine if that blog post or if another one is, is they were low than you typically charge that way <laughs> or, yeah, a little bit higher so that when you you get the client they might be and they see that blog post they might be expecting you know more in that range and then you could you know yeah. come in and then not shock them but they'd be pleasantly surprised let's all yeah, write a blog post
1: cool, yeah. for each
0: other and link to- yeah, yeah? I, <laughs> yeah i was to recommend if you, you link out to a blog post make sure that it's got some pretty good pricing because you might yeah. get a little raise you yeah that's true
1: well, that's another thing. That kind of, um, you know, because I, I did have pricing before. Every time I would do a redesign, um, it got me a re- re- it reminded me to hey, think about my pricing. Do I need to go up here? You know, stuff like that. Because I, I tend to forget about that stuff. I'm just being honest. I get real complacent sometimes, even with pricing. Um, it's not the first thing on my mind. Um, so so yeah, it was a good reminder. Every time I kind of go do that, it would get me get my
2: mind there on on yeah. whether you know my business and stuff. So this is a random thought that kind of matches that but when I redesigned my website, I suddenly got completely different inquiries and it wasn't anything to do with having pricing on my website or not pricing on my website. I had professional photography done. I had upgraded the look of my website quite significantly and so this is kind of a side thing but it didn't matter whether my pricing was on there or not. Like I think my quote form was exactly the same at that same point. I hadn't changed my quote form, but the inquiries I were getting were completely different. So if you feel like maybe you're wanting to up your pricing a little bit, one thing to consider is maybe redesigning your own website and making sure it's looking really schmick because that actually made a huge difference to the kind of inquiries I was getting and whether my pricing was on didn't make a difference at that point. That's true. If you have a site that looks like it, you know, took
1: an hour and a hundred bucks to make, nobody's going to pay you $10,000 for
3: it. Yeah. <laughs> D- default divvy everything. Yeah.
2: The blue. Divi. Okay. Divi. The blue. blue. <laughs> I got another um, downside. So another downside to having your pricing on there is that one thing I've learned <laughs> the hard way is that not every client is the same. And sometimes you don't learn it straight away, but often I'll try and meet with a client if I can, or at least Skype with them before I'm giving them a firm quote. Like I might just give them a range, like saying from the website you're asking for, it sounds like it's going to be somewhere between six and 10,000. Like I'll give like a really big broad range and say, but I'd like to meet with you. I'd like to have a Skype with you. And you can get a little bit of a feel from meeting with them. Are they going to be a high maintenance client? Do they have like heaps and heaps of questions? Are they saying I'm really pedantic? Like I, you know, I like things to be really particular or are they saying that they're going to want to have lots of meetings and you can ask them these questions, but the clients who want to have lots of meetings or, you know, they're going backwards and forwards with, even when you're setting up the meeting, maybe you have like 10 emails that go backwards and forwards. That is going to impact the quote or it should impact the quote. And so two clients may end up with the exact same website, but they are really different to deal with. And I'm going to have like 500 emails to this person and 50 emails to this person. Well, that's going to impact the price because I know that this person, I don't mind working with them, but they need more attention. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, like having a quote on your website, these two clients are completely different and you need to be quoting them differently, realistically. Um, so having pricing is just going to make you be stuck. And then what do you do? Do you go middle ground and win on some and lose on others? Or, you know, which yeah. way do you... Awesome co- client wh- price. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I,
3: I have something I call, I just made up the name on the spot, but a too too many cooks in the kitchen tax, where Ugh. if I know there's like going to be multiple decision makers and everything has to be approved by multiple people and multiple people looking at it and giving
1: yeah Yeah, which is never awesome
3: (laughs) different like conflicting feedback which has happened and is a nightmare you're like well who trumps who you know in this situation (laughs) you're technically the owner but um and so yeah i I typically will when a
1: spouse chimes in that's great yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll add in some cushion when there's like multiple people and I'll charge you know sometimes a lot more for like when it's a bigger company that has like more people that are going to be like more opinions I guess in the mix yeah. than if it's like just a sole proprietor you know one man one woman show kind of a thing. Yeah, And
0: it and takes glad.
2: time like you, yeah. you only get to know that after doing a certain amount of jobs
0: you yeah. i'm glad that you brought that up because it brought back that thought that i lost earlier because it because it did have to do with pricing and you know one of some of the cons of putting it on your website and stuff and for me going back to the goals of your own business and stuff so tim and i talk about this quite a bit when we're just chatting with each other about pricing and stuff value based pricing we had a long discussion the other day about pricing and how do we ultimately get to that? And because
3: it, it was, as we're sorry to interrupt, we were recording an episode for WP the podcast and we had to yeah. record it like four times because we just kept going on tangents because we just, there's just so much to say about it. And how like, unlike disagreed. you guys, I'm, saying, yeah. I
1: I'm, I'm just so surprised. <laughs> that never <laughs> happens here.
0: Uh, sorry, <laughs> so you know, we do the value based pricing and stuff. So, Well, that's huge. That really does affect, you know, it doesn't give you that flexibility to, you know, well, okay, this client may be able to not only afford more and be willing to pay more for this site, but it may be of more value to them at the same time. So even though client A and client B are exactly identical websites, they may be in totally different spots and they may be identical in every single way. But you may charge more for A and B based on whatever, you know, there are several different factors that go into it. Um, For me, it's personal. It goes on the customer, who they are, where they're at, if I want to help them, how much I want to work with them. You know, how much of a pain in the butt are they going to be? And maybe they're not going to be a pain in the butt. Maybe they're going to be a great client, but this is going to take their business from. 1 million to 2 million whereas this business over here that's just starting out isn't going to have that same you know value of that website so yeah. that's kind of what i was thinking about and why you know you may want to consider not or you know when you're considering putting pricing on your websites and stuff is you know all of that stuff is is going to play a factor and we ultimately i ultimately had pricing on the website and then as i grew in the web development game i realized that it ended up hurting us more than helping us because of that what i just described so yeah but i think i'm going to put some pricing on our site
1: right.
2: i think
0: after, i think after listening tonight and listening to everything in, in my my mind is it's not i'm going to put specific pricing on the site we have a minimum that we take for all clients. Yeah. I do think I'm going to put that on the site. We don't. Yeah. It
2: just cuts out the right? people below yeah. that and, yeah. it, and it, it saves their time as well. Like exactly. it's not just about you and you having, but they have to fill out your form and it's yeah, just, I, don't I don't want to anyone's time. No. Yep. Yeah. Good idea.
0: Yeah. So I think I am. I think I'm going to somehow, you know, build a page on our site that specifically speaks to pricing and maybe even point them to some blog posts and then, you know, let them know that we don't do any projects for less than X amount of yeah. dollars. So one
1: million dollars. One
2: <laughs> million.
3: Yeah, one thing I I mean, Sorry, go
0: ahead.
1: Sarah. There you
2: go. Uh, I was just going to say the interesting thing is I think probably 80% of my clients don't read the FAQs on my website. So even though I have it there, like I would say 80% are asking questions that are in my FAQs and I end up having to re-say to them anyway. So, you know, whether it's there or not, they may not read it, yeah. but if it's there, they can read it.
0: What were you going to say, Captain Divi?
3: I was going to say like the concept of value-based pricing. I know when I was just starting out and someone explained it to me, I'm like, wait, so you're saying people will actually charge one company, you know, $5,000 and then another company, $15,000 for virtually the same website. Like that's not fair, you know? Um, but I think it it makes a lot of sense. The analogy you said, David, when, um, you know, if one company is going to get them from 1 million to 2 million, opposed to another company that like you know, they might make their first, you know, $20,000 with the website. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, they're using it to make more money. Uh, Another analogy that really helped me kind of understand it is like for an accountant, for example, um, like in, in that industry, where if they're doing their taxes or say an accountant's doing my taxes, my personal taxes, and then he's also doing like Mark Zuckerberg's taxes. Well, it would make sense that like Mark Zuckerberg's personal taxes there's a lot more at stake. And even though he might be spending the same amount of time, um, there's a lot more that can go wrong. And he needs to, you know, make sure that um, you know, he's not screwing anything up because that could cost Mark Zuckerberg, you know, millions of dollars. Where if he screws up on my taxes, well, I'm not,
0: not <laughs> he no
1: penalty. <laughs> yeah, IRS <laughs> is, uh, and it has <laughs>
0: absolutely
3: nothing to do with that he can afford that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, so I don't know. That that was kind of the analogy that helped me and it, it makes a lot of sense. And the more I've been doing this, the more it's like value-based pricing, you know, is is you know, has a lot of merit to it. That was all that Captain Divi had to say about
1: that. <laughs> you left us speechless.
2: <laughs> so someone on the chat just I think it was Joan, just suggested uh, she said that she likes your idea, super Dave. Um, really like the concept of putting a minimum amount and maybe writing some blog posts to go alongside it. So maybe you could like link when you have like, this is our minimum pricing. Then you could have a link to your blog post or to someone's external blog post explaining what what you could be expect in the pricing of a website. I think that's you know, a good
0: idea. And you end up, you, you're, you may end up getting clients from it, especially I like the idea of keeping the content on your site instead yeah. of sending them, sending them external and stuff. Cause yeah. people are- People are searching all the time for
2: yeah. how much, the how much does the website cost. Yeah. cost? Yeah. yeah.
0: So they may land on your site and end up hiring you. Hey, there you go, it Chat. Yeah, dude, yeah. Me, and then they've
2: goes. got clear expectations. Like I think it really does help people to understand when they have no idea in their mind of how much does a website cost and what are they expecting to pay, that they can come and understand what goes into a website. Like how many hours are likely to go into a website? What is a website going to achieve for you? You know, going to all those details, I think it's really helpful for a new business who has no idea or for someone who's got a web, uh, they started with a cheap template website and they're ready to move to the next level. I yeah, think that I, that could be really helpful.
3: I think some clients that just don't have a clue about like the cost that goes into it. They think that it's like there's people that know how to build websites and there's people that don't. And the people that do, they just like to dilute and then boom, the website, <laughs> they don't realize that like, yeah, sure. You know, we have lots of experience and, you know, we have, you know, the, the knowledge and expertise, but there's still hours and hours that are poor. Yeah. You know, it's not just like a, you know, snip, snap, snip on the keyboard. And then all of a sudden the website's built.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I mean, most websites would be at the very bare minimum 10 hours I would say including like installing and connecting to Google Analytics and all that and that and then it's going up to like 100 200 hours for some websites so you know people need to understand that that's time and the knowledge that you have it's still it's still worth a lot of money
0: yeah yeah i think that you know as you're, if you're new in the web development game and you're um, relatively new you're probably going to have pricing on your site and you're probably going to do it and that's okay um, And I think it can help and benefit you but I think as you progress in your web development career, you start to realize that even though you, you know you're going to end up shorting yourself in the long run because you are getting better at your craft. you are able yeah. to do things quicker and if you I think most people start out hourly, and then they move and they progress. And if you stay on that track, you're just, you know, kind of keeping yourself. You're, you're actually hurting yourself in the long run because you're completing websites and half the time you used to. And you're not charging what you should be charging. So right. I think that. Go ahead, Tim. I, was Maybe, say I mean,
3: Captain to, yeah, Thank you. Um, and to that point, uh, Super Dave. Um, a lot of people will say, well, yeah, but if you're doing them faster, well, you can take on more projects, which is true. But with each project become, uh, comes a lot of administrative, you know, business type tasks that aren't billable, you know, you, for the most part, you can't bill a client for like, you know, uh, sending out an invoice um, some people factor that in and, and I'm not going to get go down that rabbit trail but um, <laughs> like yeah you the more the faster you get the more products you can take on but like all the tasks managing the client and all the emails and stuff like that like that all like adds up and for, you know for the most part aren't billable
0: yeah yeah so,
2: uh, one way around that which um a content writer that I work with does is in his quote he says this includes five hours of client contact time and so that includes emails phone calls and meetings and then they know right up front so this might be a way that if you did want to weed out the tricky clients that but you still want to have your pricing really fixed on your website then you can say this includes five hours of contact time emails meetings skype whatever and then that way You are billing for that time, but they know up front that if they want to have all those chats, that's fine, but that's going to be added on to the additional cost in the long run. And some clients are happy to pay for that. They would just prefer to be in contact. They would prefer to have the meetings or whatever, and they're willing to pay for it. But for some people, it might help them hold back just that little bit more and say, well, we probably don't need this meeting yeah. I'll probably survive without
3: it. And I, I track that time too. And I factor that in. I don't, it's like invisible to the client just for my own internal. Like anytime I'm like on a client call, like I'm tracking that as hours worked on the project. And because I don't do bill uh, hourly, I do uh, uh, project based and stuff. So I count that all as part of the project and everything. But yeah, I think just like the faster you get, the more clients you have, it's just the more headaches that go with it rather than charging more, yeah. you know, not have all the headaches that come with managing more clients.
0: Sorry, I'm reading comments on YouTube and stuff, seeing questions. We're quite active tonight, and yeah. we're loving it. Must and be I w- Halloween.
3: I wanted to say actually, if if you are watching this or listening to this podcast not live, definitely come and hang out with us live, uh, 5:30 p.m. Central Time. I'm not sure what time that is Australia time, Sarah. It's
2: 9:30 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Ooh.
3: well there it is <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
3: um, we have a really great group of, of people that are, are tuning in live and, and chatting the last couple of weeks especially have Definitely been really are. active which
2: is yeah great. and there's some really great ideas coming up here and we've even got a new topic idea for a future week so it's a good place to come and hang out and put in your two cents worth as well
0: absolutely I I wanted to just take that moment to smile. (laughs) Um, So let's see here. We've, we've kind of went over pros cons of, uh, of, you know, why you may want to consider putting pricing on your site and stuff, what we do and why we do or don't still, and what changes we might be making (laughs) as a result (laughs) of this chat. It never ceases, never ceases to amaze me that, you know, I learned so much, even myself, being a part of the chat from you guys. So I'm really, really
3: yeah. glad. I know. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's, we don't go around asking each other these like questions and having long discussions about it offline. It's, we come on DiviChat to do it. So,
0: right. So, are there any other cons or pros that you guys can think of that we missed? Hmm.
2: Hmm. No, I think we could probably just highlight, um, the, okay, so say you decide to put your pricing on, what are the options? Like, how could you put it on? We've probably covered most of them, but maybe just highlighting them kind of in one span.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'll, I can go first. Um, so I kind of have what, what David described where it's like um, project minimums, um, but I have it per category. So it's like, you know, a standard brochure website. Well, I have my project minimum. And again, this is like very hidden. It's not front and center. Um, And it's the project minimum for that type of website. And it kind of describes like what that typically includes, you know, pages. And then I have a large website, you know, and I have kind of like a a, a project minimum. And then I have an e-commerce project minimum. And so I kind of have it broken down into categories because I don't want a client seeing my project minimum for a brochure. And then they want me to do an e-commerce and then be like, well, your website says this. I'm like, well, Yeah. It's a brochure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a <laughs> minimum, totally Captain Divy. It's a minimum.
3: It is a minimum. <laughs> true. But they might think, oh, it's an e-commerce site, and I only have one. You know, I must be one product. I must be at that minimum. You know, and they don't realize yeah. that e-commerce is like yeah. a whole other ballgame.
2: Yeah, even when, with one product, it's like yeah. You know, yeah, I'm doing a redesign right
1: now for a current client, um, and she just emailed me the other day um, and said, oh, uh, "How cool. easy would it be?" You know, I love when they start like that. How easy <laughs> would it be to? <laughs> Uh, to add um, to, for me to sell products. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I can't even, I can't, I can't respond right now, but <laughs> yeah. I, I too.
3: And, and, and she was like, oh, it's only going to be like, you know, one, one to three products.
2: I'm, yeah. And so I didn't, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I, know, I still really got to set up all the shipping and all that. Here, here's,
0: here's your response, Leslie. Your response is, well, how good are you at selling products? <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: Uh, okay all right so more ways that you can put your pricing on so you've got your standard ways so you just have like your actual products in those little what are they called like Like pricing modules modules. yeah Pricing pricing tables so you can have it right up front really out there you could have it in your quote form where you have like just a little line that either gives them some options like price ranges for the different types um, yeah, and yeah. if
1: anybody out there who's kind of new and you're wondering how do I add that to a form, I don't know if the Divi form can do this. I've never used it. I know they updated it. But like Caldera and other free ones and, and, and right. Premium Gravity, it's real easy to build um, a, a quotable yeah. form. You don't really have to buy a plug-in unless you want like all these cool icons or whatever. Um, but you can, there, you can make it with most free form builders out there. You can make yeah. like a quote builder.
2: Yeah, yeah I, sure.
0: think, I think some of the things that you can do, Um, you know, is again, know what your company goals are and stuff. If you're new, I would put, if it were me, um, I would put, you know, ballpark pricing. I would put very, be very specific and clear. I think set, set expectations up front is very important. You know, three page, five page site, whatever it is, if you want to put in each additional page cost X, you know, and add that so that they can factor in and stuff themselves. I would not ever in a million years, I'm telling you right now, put e-commerce pricing on a website. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> There's too many factors that go into an e-commerce website. Shipping, taxes, number of yeah. products, optimization. That's why you have a minimum. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm <laughs> starting, starting up.
0: I'm so, turning that around yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't do any complex sites like LMS, memberships, e-commerce. Um, I would probably go ahead and put brochure type kind of sites, more standard text based sites, complex integrations and stuff. I I don't even know because, you know, your minimum may be they may be a pain in the butt and they may be. Uh, but why are you giving me triple what your minimum is when you talk
1: to me? <laughs> yeah. So, so
3: um, that's just me. Yeah, but I mean, you can make that argument for the brochure style website as well. Yeah. You know, They're a pain. In, you can tell they're going to be a pain in the butt. You know, the uh, too many cooks in the kitchen tax, um, you know, that sort of thing. And you want to charge them three times what your your minimum project is. And then they'll be like, well, why are you? Yeah, so I mean, I, yeah, you could.
1: Either way, your communication skills are going to come into play. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <exactly>. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of after this, I'm kind of leaning towards just no pricing whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Now you know why we're not. We, we just <laughs> we just won't ever put pricing on our site.
1: Well, like and and the doing. other well, since we were listing ways you can, um, I, me and Sarah had both mentioned, uh, you can maybe just have a section in your FAQ with ballpark breakdowns or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: I think we should write a killer blog post and put it on Leslie's site. Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's very good about how she says, you know, Leslie said this earlier in this episode, she says, I am not a good salesman. Uh, I hate to tell you, you're a great salesman because people know exactly sales what they're women. getting. Yeah. Saleswoman. <laughs> when they they know exactly what they're getting when they come to you you know which is yeah, i don't you, know if that's
1: a good thing but yeah
0: <laughs> it, it is a good thing it's a very good thing you know being you know clarity is important especially yeah. when you're dealing with money you know it's it's an no, important no, thing. you're right
1: you're right I, I get the clients that the clients that uh um come to me because of all the work i've put into what i have on my website they're the perfect clients you know i find good matches um and but that's been you know several years of tweaking um, but you're right, you know, you can you can tailor your market. You really can. Um yeah, it just takes work. Yeah.
0: That's which we n- could do n- as a
2: whole other topic. That yeah. means staying
0: <laughs> within your niche, right? Niche.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think that's a good topic though, the idea of tailoring your own site to get the clients that you want. Okay, I'm writing that's that down. That's a great topic. Yeah. And someone else had one in the chat which was similar to that, but it was um how can you choose how can you choose the kind of clients you want or weed out the ones you don't want or it was something like that. But I'll go check back up and find it and we'll add that in. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, you know, Josh had put a comment in here price calcul pricing calculator above the fold as a lead gen question mark. I'm all about the lead gens and stuff, and I think you know, there definitely can be. I think you have to have content going around that driving traffic to your site, you know, so that they'll use that. If it's just a cold thing where you don't aren't aren't doing SEO type kind of tactics to get people to your site specifically looking for that, then, you, yeah, you're going to have people fill it out from time to time and stuff. But if you build content around it, when they Google, how do I how much does a site cost? oh, by the way, here's a, a pricing calculator. Come on over to our website and check it out. Could be a really good idea, actually. So,
3: yeah, because um, if it's if
0: well, it's
1: people a, love them, they love the pricing calculators. Yeah.
3: <laughs> if, if there's no content around it and you're not getting like organic search traffic from it so that you're basically just getting the people that like already were referred to you, then you're just going to be getting leads you would have already been getting essentially. Um, right. So, yeah.
0: All right. How about parting thoughts? We ready for Halloween parting thoughts?
1: Ooh, spooky. Ooh.
0: <laughs> well, that means oh. ladies first and Leslie gets to go.
1: Oh, <laughs> parting <laughs> thought. Um.
0: Don't put prices on your side, damn it. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I, I think, I mean, my experience was you need to try it out and see, see what happens. And that doesn't mean try it out for a week, you know, give it some time, um, see what changes, maybe nothing changes. Maybe you get better clients, maybe you get crappier clients. Um, I think you should try it out for yourself cause it's, there's nothing like experience in it yourself to, to let you know. Cause we're all, all our businesses are different. That's all. Try it.
2: <laughs> Sarah. I was going to say the same, trial and error, but to say something different, I would say if you're getting the clients that are all coming in at really, really cheap prices, maybe consider doing a redesign of your own site. Maybe consider paying a content writer to help you with your content so that you can be targeting people a little bit better. Um, Think about investing some money in your own website so that you can potentially um, look a little bit more premium, read a little bit more premium, and then maybe that's a way to be increasing the kind of inquiries you're getting.
0: Man, that was a super awesome parting thought.
2: Got to spend money I'm, to make money. I'm, I'm telling glad, that. Sarah. That's my catchphrase. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm glad Leslie stole your comment.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for saying it better than I did. Honestly, <laughs> it made a difference to me. When I redesigned my site, I don't know how many times I can say this, but when I redesigned my site and I had a content writer do some coaching with me, on my content. So he kind of read my content, gave me feedback, made me change it, that kind of stuff. It was dramatically different. In the next six months, the inquiries I was getting were completely different inquiries. Um, And I spent money on photography, you know, like spend some money on your own business. If you want to get to the next level, I think you need to spend some money. I know that's off topic, but I still feel like it.
0: Boom. I think I just dubbed the Super Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have my cape. (laughs) <laughs> captain difficult. divvy
3: um i'm having the last two weeks i've had trouble coming up with parting thoughts um, so i mean i'm what do you probably... mean
1: it's your first time here captain divvy
3: yeah what are you talking <laughs> about captain <laughs> divvy oh, you broke myself <laughs> look very similar um so I'm going to say kind of what Leslie said. I don't think there's a, an exact right or wrong answer. It's going to be kind of different for for every business. And, and there's obviously pros and cons to both, which is what we just went over this entire episode for me, kind of what I'm gathering. Cause I've had my ballpark pricing kind of hidden. I'm kind of seeing the benefit of just getting rid of it altogether. And yeah, I might have to do a little bit more of the, um, you know, weeding people out kind of a thing um what i was what i did previously before i had the the ballpark pricing is when i would set a call to to schedule a call i would let them know my minimum project price before i scheduled it and i wouldn't say it like this is my minimum project price don't schedule call <laughs> don't
1: with schedule if it. it's still- <laughs> yeah
3: i would kind of set it say it just like casually in the email and stuff and then um that would help to to give people even even like not to just weed out the the lower end uh, lower budget clients, but also just to kind of like like plant that seed for the call so they would know like okay, this is what it 's going to be costing, so that there 's not that surprise when I send them that proposal and everything, and so that seemed to be a good solution, and kind of what i 'm gathering now um after discussing this is i'm going to go back to that um because i never actually planned to put them on the only reason why i put it on is i was building examples for when i was launching divi overlays and so i just built a pricing table and kind of put in some ballpark pricing and then left it there and then now i'm kind of realizing <laughs> i need to go back to what yeah i was doing previously i don't know if that what that was really a parting thought but i guess it was it was
0: literally
1: that was a, a really part. long a, parting that thought, thought <laughs> that was
3: a parting thought
0: to yourself Tim.
1: yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it was my I was. Saying I mean, not what I was thinking, right?
0: I mean, Captain, Captain Divvy. Divvy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. All right. So my my parting thought is this: is you know, have a strategy, and I think that I agree. Your website's going to dictate the type of clients that you want to attract and stuff. So uh, think about that when you're designing your site. The types of clients that you want to go after. Pricing, whether or not you put it on your website it's going to come down to each individual's choice, what works best for them.